Welcome to Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. Today's episode is going to be about cleaning tips and tricks, what works and what doesn't. Uh, We don't know, we've both written a list of our favorites and we're going to discuss them. We may have tried them and we may have slightly different opinions. Um, But I'm here with Diane Greenwood, who is a very experienced business owner, I think 15 years running cleaning businesses, tried out most of the tips at home, we've tried them all along the way, and I'm Louise Traherne as well, again, run a very successful cleaning business up in Manchester, Um, again, I've tried these things, I love to try a hint and a tip, what's your thoughts on these, Diane, first of all, where do we get these hints and tips from? It's it's really it's really interesting actually because when when I first started there weren't all the Facebook groups about cleaning and and they they have really sort of made people really excited about all these cleaning tips and trips and tricks and I used to share a lot on my um, social media when I was first starting my business and what's interesting actually about our podcast though is we talk about cleaning businesses all the time but I don't think we've actually talked about cleaning itself very much so it'd be quite an interesting one won't it to see if we've actually got any tips that are the same or actually you might do something and I'll be like oh no don't do that so (laughs) interesting okay right so so do you want to start with the first one if we take it in turns you start with the first one tell me is it a yes or a no and let's hear it Okay, so my first yes, which is one that um, I picked up years ago, somebody somebody else told me about it, and I, I've used it on end of tenancies, and I use it at home, which is the cooker hood filters to, if there is a dishwasher, take a dishwasher tablet with you on an end of tenancy clean, just in case, because you can just pop them in the dishwasher, and it cleans them up perfectly. So I like, I like that one. That's my first one. I also use the dishwasher for, I have a, a seven ring gas hob, and I hate all the bits, all the you know, everything. It's just a nightmare. I hate cleaning it. So I shove it all in the dishwasher and it cleans it all. But I wouldn't do that in a client's house because it can change the colour of the metal, whereas I don't really care. I just want it clean. Uh, do you know, I didn't think of that as a tip. I just thought that's how you should do it. Um, but I've got to say, I use that taking out, um, a lot of them have reusable filters. Yeah. And um, I use that as how to impress clients. If you want to win the business, all you have to do is press the button, the reusable filter pops out, and they're like, I never knew in yep. 10 years of living here. I have and never knew. And I'm like, minging, can't they? And I'm like, look at me, the expert. You yep. can run that through. But I've got to say, it doesn't always go in the dishwasher. So sometimes I find myself scrubbing it with fairy liquid in the sink. And you need a good brush for that. Yeah. And we, but we always take a dishwasher tablet with us to an end of tenancy clean, just in case there's a dishwasher and we have the opportunity to sh- shove stuff in it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So while I'm going to stick to being in the kitchen, we'll stay in the kitchen for a second. So my favorite tip. So we often get asked to clean on top of cupboards because, you know, it gets dusty, it gets greasy, and then the dust sticks to the grease. So it's not a fun job. Now, if you're going to clean it, you can clean it. I'm not going to talk about how to clean it, but you can clean it. But then my biggest tip is line it with um, parchment paper, greaseproof paper. Some people even do wrapping paper. It doesn't matter what you do it with. But if you line it, you never have to clean it again because you're just going to peel it away and throw it away. So that is my best tip as to how to keep the top of your cupboards clean. Just line it. I like that. You can use old wallpaper as well or lining paper. Yeah, it's a great, great tip. I like that one. So, yeah, that's my favorite. We're going to tick that one off. 
You're up next, Diane. Okay, so mine is now we live um, in a, a hard water area. So it seems like a constant battle with lime scale, particularly on shower screens. Um, so I have tried everything, particularly in our, our new house, um, because it was bad when we moved in and I, I was trying to fix a problem that, that had, had been allowed to build up. Um, and I still haven't resolved it completely, but some of the things that have worked really well and made it better are first of all a really great product called Eureka um yeah there are some good limes actual lime scale removers out there but my actual tip is you can use a blade there's okay. special special blades that you can use you can actually use them on um ceramic hobs as well but make sure it's very wet otherwise you'll scratch the glass but yeah a blade has worked quite well on the shower oh. screen while we're on this, so I would use the blade. I love the blade. It's one of the best things ever. It's really good for getting sticky marks off the window. But 2P, so this is commonly talked about with lime scale. I don't face a lot of lime scale. So I've got to say, I've never used the 2P. What's your thoughts on the 2P? Um, we've never, I suppose on a general maintenance clean, there's generally not that much buildup of lime scale. And if you use a good lime scale remover, we've not had to use that tip. But I have seen it. Um, I've not tried it myself, so I can't possibly comment. As an expert, do you think it would work? I'm not convinced. I'd rather um, stick with um, going to my chemical supplier and finding out what will work. Okay, so it could work. A lot of people swear by it. Okay. Yeah. Um, while we're on this, one of my favourite ones, and I would imagine you use it for lime scale, we use it for other things, um, cleaning the shower head. So they are an absolute nightmare and you can put it down and put it in a bucket if you want to, or you can just put a plastic bag with an elastic band over that shower head. You use a lot less solution than if you put it in a bucket. Um, you can use, it depends what you're trying to do. Are you trying to get rid of mold? Are you trying to treat lime scale? As a catch-all, just put some lemon juice, you know, whatever you're doing, lemon juice can be the answer. Um, but a bag over the shower head, I would say is a, yeah, I think that's a good one. And if you're, you know, if you're doing an end retentancy or, or even a maintenance claim, don't be afraid to unscrew it, put it in the sink with something to soak it in as well. If it unscrews, they don't always do those lovely, beautiful rain rainfall showers that you actually can't clean properly because they that's, don't take And off. that's the one you would be putting a bag over. I mean, yeah. some of them, I had one the other day that was so big. You could bin bag, wouldn't you? I mean, that would be bin bag kind of size. So I'm not really sure. Anyway, bag over them if you can't unscrew them. Absolutely. No, I like that one. Um, and um, I'm going back to um, glass because another tip that was given to me by a window cleaner a few years ago around cleaning glass is bronze wool. Um, Love that. Again, used really wet, but that works brilliantly as well. Didn't work as well as the blade, but when it was really bad lime scale, but actually works on most things. Um, and actually, yeah, that's a really useful thing to have in your kit. So I found out about that one, right? You know, on ovens, you get the glass, what's it called? Glass door. Yeah. And you can use the scarers, the stain, stainless, are they called stainless steel scarers? They're circular. Yeah. They're like a big fluffy ball of, of wound up metal. Yeah. And um, it works. There's no doubt it works. I mean, there's a few risks with doing it. I now know, but it works. Um, and I think the bronze wool is a lot finer so it's just that bit safer. And I would say much better for finer details. Definitely. What's your next tip, Louise? 
Okay, well, while we're on glass, let's stay in the bathroom. So um, shower curtains, they, so you've obviously talked about doing shower screens. Shower curtains are the banes of people's lives because they turn orange and gunky and horrible. And what people hate doing is unhooking them. Like, you know, they want to clean it. You can run it through the washing machine and that's great, but they're taking it up and down is a nightmare. So my tip for this is get a stool, right? A bucket, so get your solution, because really they only go yucky at the bottom. Get your solution, either a dilute bleach solution or whatever solution you're doing it in. Uh, put it up a bit higher on a stool and you'll be able to get the bottom of that in and you can leave it to soak overnight. You need to leave it some time um, and it just saves you having to clean it all. And if you build that in periodically, then, you know, ideally you take them down and wash them. But if you're not going to, it's a great solution. Yeah. And if you do take them down and wash them, if you put some... um old towels in there while you wash it it gives a bit of abrasion in the washing machine on the uh, shower curtain as well that's a tip i was told a long time ago and it does work because we we on end of tenancies though we we started with most of the letting agents we were working with saying do you want us to replace the shower curtain (laughs) because actually it was cheaper for them to just for us to just take a a bag with a, a new shower curtain in than to actually clean it in most instances oh yeah like blinds but i'm sure we'll come on to that Oh, yes. Actually, I'm going to talk about Venetian blinds. Oh, isn't isn't please this the, the thing that actually would get cleaners like, ah, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. Um, and we've had lots of uh, escapades, shall we say, with them over the years. But for a general maintenance, um, either a feather duster or the upholstery tool on your vacuum cleaner can keep the dust from accumulating. Because as we know, once it's been baked on in the sun, there's only a grenade that's going to fix that really isn't there <laughs> okay so while we're on this you must have seen it's like a, a how do i describe it like a fork like there's three yeah. little prongs and they're called blind tools and yeah. they've each got a bit of microfiber on the end do you love them or hate them <laughs> they will be okay for keeping the dust down but if it's already been dusty and they're now dirty and it's baked on you've got no chance because you can't put any pressure on with them rubbish and that is the problem isn't it so it seems to me like you've got to go through the intricacies of popping them into place, right? And it's really only going to get over a light layer of dust, which we could do with a feather duster or just about, or you could do it with just a microfiber cloth running it over it. But um, so if you do anything more substantial, then they don't put the pressure on, they don't work. So blind tools for me are a big no, because in the one situation where it would work, there's easier options. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they they look like good because we all hate cleaning them. So we all go, oh, my God, I found the best solution. No, it, it just doesn't work, unfortunately. It's just hours and hours of work in yeah, so, flats. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it you or me? Um, I think it's you. It's me. OK, what we're going to go for. Um, OK, I'm going to go for one of it was recommended a long time ago at the time when you couldn't get hold of it. It's now become very mainstream pink stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, what you can't use pink stuff on, according to the tools, tips, and tricks, is is uh, not needed. But um, it's quite interesting. A lot of people say to use it on skirting boards, woodwork. Um, it does work. I've got to say, it works. It's a fantastic product. Um, and I like it. What people don't tell you is that it's going to take the shine off pretty much most things. Um, along with magic eraser who doesn't love a bit of magic eraser pink stuff we can put well I can take marks off wallpaper this stuff's amazing and your paint too (laughs) but 
it may take part of the wallpaper off. Yeah. Um, so it comes with a bit of a safety warning that they never put that in the tips and tricks. Like this stuff works. Yeah. And I think that's because, you know, pink stuff at the end of the day is a cream cleaner. It's a scouring cleaner, isn't it? Like Barkeeper's Friend is another really good one. I use that on my um, kitchen sink because I've got a white ceramic kitchen sink and it gets the odd black mark on it that you can't get off any other way. It's brilliant. However, it can take the shine off things. And the um, magic sponges, I know people love them. Oh, yeah, you can clean the bath with them, you can clean anything with them. Yeah, but eventually it's going to take the sheen off. And actually, we had all our downstairs woodwork painted in satin wood. Um, and I actually didn't want to get them painted in satin wood because I I like things that are easy to clean. And I knew it was going to be harder to clean than gloss. Um, but I got persuaded that satin wood was the way forward. And I tried to clean some finger marks off the door with a magic sponge. And from then onwards, that satin was matte and it collected every bit of dirt from then onwards until oh, we really? repainted. So magic sponge can be great but not on a shiny surface or even slightly shiny surface i do think it's quite interesting the origins of the magic sponge they're melamine sponges aren't they and it's, isn't it the same stuff as in roof insulation or I what it used so, yeah. to be so what happened did someone grab a bit of roof insulation and start rubbing it over things like how <laughs> did this happen so i think it's just a very fine abrasive isn't it and it works really well on glass it's not going to scratch glass for instance but anything that's got a you know like chrome or say satin or gloss woodwork you're going to just make it dull so you have to be use it i think you have to use every cleaning tip with caution don't you try it at home first I think I think the thing about these cleaning tips is basically it's using products in areas they're not recommended to be used in, which then invalidates your insurance. So when we're talking about these cleaning tips for professional cleaners, they're all well and exciting. But one, they may or may not work. And two, you're no longer insured for doing it. So please don't do any of these. Like do them at home. <laughs> don't do unless it's like the bag over the shower head. You're still insured. Yeah, that's OK. And but I, I saw in uh, funnily enough this morning in one of the um, the Facebook groups um, cleaners, Facebook groups where somebody had um, damaged a light switch and they'd mixed. I think it was Zoflora and washing up liquid. Um, yeah. And I don't I don't think that it actually would actually was what had caused the damage but it might have been because of chemical reaction and that would be you know any cleaning tip from from us is going to say use the product as it's designed and don't mix them <laughs> that's probably probably should have said right at the beginning shouldn't we so I'm, I'm gonna actually talk about that because I read that tip just before coming on not tip I read their problem and it's really interesting because I'm a big lover of microfiber cloths right I use microfiber cloths for everything but what people do not seem to be aware of is microfiber cloths themselves are abrasive that's why they're so much better yes they hold on to dust and they have a whole load of other benefits but they are abrasive and so when we're looking at this high gloss it was a high gloss high tech light fitting with um and then a, a sheen it has some kind of surface on it well it doesn't really matter what you're using you could use there's probably the floor on its own is going to slightly dissolve that and then you're putting an abrasive microfiber cloth and then you're going how did this happen yeah. Well, I can probably tell you how it happened. Um, it probably isn't suitable to be used with Zoflora. And I doubt it was the fairy that caused the damage. No, I I, I would have, yeah, definitely the Zoflora and like I said, perhaps the microfiber as well at the same combined. Um, so yeah. Okay. Um, so you actually mentioned you've ruined this. You've you've mentioned oh, my tips, but um I'm gonna go on to while well, we we're on cream clean, a barkeeper's friend. So um they were very in trend a few years ago, slightly less now, white kitchen worktops. Um, if you've ever had a curry or cut up a carrot, I don't know why you wouldn't use a chopping board, but 
If you cut up a carrot, it stains these white work surfaces. Um, so Barkeeper's Friend, um, for me, to be honest, Barkeeper's Friend or Cream Cleaner should be used as standard on most sinks because they're covered in sort of a fine layer of like grease and all kinds of things. So you do need a more abrasive product on most sinks, but these are what's recommended um, for use on these white kitchen worktops. So that's not even just a tip, that is recommended from most manufacturers. Yeah, I agree. And what I, one of my favourite kinds of workshop is the Corian worktops because they're, I don't, I don't even know what they're made of. I'm going to be really ignorant here. But what I do know is it's all moulded. So there's no edges around the sink. So there's no areas that you can't clean. But they do get stained because they're usually white. So yeah, Barkeeper's Friend is your friend. or now, Barkeeper's Friend reminds me slightly of Vim, but it's not just abrasive like the others. It does have a slight bleaching agent in it as yeah, well, yeah. doesn't it? So, yeah. again, I think a lot of us forget you have to wear gloves. Like, if you're going to use these, there are certain products, and I know they talk about cream cleaner being eco-friendly and the same with pink stuff. I'd still be using gloves with these because they do dry out your hands. I agree, yeah. And, I know, and from experience. It's funny you mentioned Vim and and when I was growing up as a kid in the 70s, it was Vim and Ajax were seemed to be the cleaning product, the go-to cleaning products in our house. And there yeah. probably wasn't as much choice as there, there is now. But yeah, they were very abrasive, but they worked. They were kind of a, had a blue tinge to them, didn't they, some of them? Yeah, well, I've still got some Vim powder I bought somewhere. And 10 years later, I was cleaning out my cupboard and was like, oh, I'm going to use this. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's stank. Um, <laughs> I've Maybe maybe it was 10 years old. Probably shouldn't have been using it. I was like, oh, well, this was stronger than I remember it being. So anyway, <laughs> next one, Diane. Okay, so my next one actually leads on quite nicely because um, my next one is a, a really good stain remover that we've discovered, um, which is hydrogen peroxide. The food grain, we only buy the 6%, but I spilt red wine on a dress that had a white edge on it and it just took it off. And the dress was is a black dress with a white edge around the bottom. And the, the wine, lovely, had gone on the white bit, of course. And it didn't bleach my the black bit, but it did clean off the red wine. I have never found anything that can get red wine out of something when I've had a bit of a, a spillage. So yeah, I like that as a stain remover. So where do you obtain hydrogen peroxide from? Because it's really common. It's used in hair dye, isn't it? And I know someone that was using it to clean a wound. They had a, a wound on the ear and they were using that regularly. But where do you obtain it from? Um, I actually buy mine from Amazon. Oh, do you? Yeah. Not your local chemist or because no. that's <laughs> Amazon's the place to be. But yeah, I tend to find you can get them in chemists and things. Definitely. You okay. definitely can get it at your local chemist, 100 percent. But yeah, but get the get don't get it in too high a concentration because then it starts to get a little bit iffy and you'll start damaging things. But six percent is what what I use and it works works really well. Perfect. And don't dilute it yourself. This is one thing I've learned. Don't, don't, don't dilute it. Like it's it's not how you think, like that you can just dilute it with like, you know, how do you take something from eight percent to six percent? You try calculating. Don't that. try. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So you talking of getting hold of difficult things, citric acid. It's harder than you think of to get hold of citric yeah. acid. Like it used to be Wilco's that's now just shut down. You could get a nice bag of citric acid little crystals. Um, but citric acid, oh Lord, I love it. You know, if you can get that down your toilet, so what you have to do is get rid of the water around the U-bend. So you stand there and you're flushing it down with the toilet brush and then to so get rid of as much as possible. And then you use citric acid overnight 
you saw all your brown stains effectively even in my area that is low lime scale it's lime scale and um, as soon as you have anything that's not smooth then the uh, dirt will stick to it so getting citric acid is amazing um so my tip is citric acid down the toilet but it's become a lot harder to get hold of uh, mainly because i bought it from wilco's and they've shut down so um, I'm sure there's plenty of other suppliers will go online. Um, but the other thing with this, crystals, the other thing I've learned about crystals, you know, they come in bag and I've got another tip about crystals in a second and they come in bags. I have to put them in kilner jars and things, although not food grade ones, they're well marked, but, and I'm only using this at home um, because as soon as you get any moisture to them, you've then got a solid lump and you are in trouble. Okay, that's my that's my toilet trick. I like that one. I like that one. The other um one that I like um which is sort of in a similar vein is um baking soda or bicarbonate of soda and vinegar in your sink drain can work really well. But put a wet cloth over it because it causes a little bit of a, a foamy explosion, shall we say? But that works really well. Five minutes and then run hot water through. I quite like that one. See, I've got mixed feelings on this one, right? And I'll tell you why. Because one, my drain doesn't get too bad, right? So. So if it does get bad and it gets blocked or anything like that, this stuff doesn't touch it. So what I find is your sort of bicarb, vinegar, lemon, whatever you choose, your reaction, it's sort of only useful for maintenance cleans. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So I'm a bit like, nah, you know, by the time I'm called in to deal with it, we're well past maintenance cleans. So I'm a bit like, would it work? Yes, but only if you did it regularly. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But we, we, where I am, we've got a FOS, uh, sorry, a, set, uh, a septic tank, they call it, and um, it's called. So we have to be really careful what we put down. And sometimes it drains quite slowly because of the hard water. And um, so this is a, a nice one that we can use that's that's OK for the septic tank. OK. All right. Uh, Harpic. <laughs> So, so I mentioned citric acid down the toilet. Harpic can be very good, but all the tips and tricks don't include putting toilet harpic down your toilet. So, uh, a tip is use harpic. You know, on the grout where it can get a little bit moldy, use harpic. Uh, that is the tip. Um, I tried this, <laughs> and I don't know if I didn't use quite the right one. It turned my grout blue. So it was then stained because you have you have a nice little nozzle. God, I used half a bottle of this stuff because there's quite a lot of grout. Turned it blue. It did not get rid of the uh, mold because I don't know why it didn't get it. Possibly because I didn't leave it on for long enough. I left it on for like half an hour, but then it turned it blue. And then I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Um, and I had blue grout for quite some time. And honestly, yeah it doesn't doesn't work and then once you've done it because you can't remove it because it's quite thick so even though i'm rinsing it off i was like i don't really want to now use mold treatment because there's residue of this in my grout so now i have blue grout and i can't get rid of the mold problem that i had initially so it didn't work for me ever tried it <laughs> i can't say i have i can't say i have why not just buy some grout cleaner <laughs> actual products that that's what they do i watched a video where this changed people's lives and i happened to have a bottle of harping i'll tell you what it did not work in the silicon either so uh yeah i'm not sure all these tips and tricks are true with what i see on tiktok and facebook no and the other thing with something like harpic is if you know i've seen people pouring it down shower screens you know we talked about line scale removers and and things and then of course it goes onto your chrome or your chrome plated or whatever and it just ruins it yeah it bubbles it bubbles then flakes do you know how i know that (laughs) because you've done it (laughs) 
because when trying this because unless you have like real silver if you have solid silver you're all right but most things are plated in a variety of things it can be quite a thin plating as well yeah it doesn't take long for you don't have to leave it on for more than like five ten minutes for those things to they just start flaking you're going how did that happen uh yeah because you put harpic on it again you've got invalidated insurance that's your fault and so you're going to be replacing those taps the other thing is if you use it on your grout as i mentioned it inevitably drips down to your plug hole and it it will take the coating off your plug hole. And if you've got like plasticky ones, you're fine. But a lot of people have coated metal ones. Um, plastic, it will take the silver coloring off. So you're left with uh, a white, horrible one. You've probably seen this if you're a professional cleaner. Uh, it's because people have used bleach and Harpic and God knows what. So yeah, using these toilet cleaners of any kind in the shower or around the taps should be the biggest no-no. Use them in the toilet. <laughs> that's it that's our only bit that's our only tip use and them don't, in the toilet. don't use them like they say on the commercials use a bit and then scrub it round you don't need to use half a bottle drowning your toilet it won't do any more than scrubbing it round so that it's in contact with the surface that was a bit of a rant wasn't it it was a little bit of a rant yeah but we'll, we'll let you have that one we'll let you have that one okay so i've got a, a final tip um from from my list which is um preventative so um it's probably more of a, again a home tip rather than necessarily one you can use in your clients but you can recommend it to your clients is putting liners in your oven we have those silicon liners in the oven and they just make such a difference. You just take them out and I put them in the dishwasher. So the bottom of my oven never needs cleaning. They're brilliant. And I put them in baking trays as well. And you do drawer liners as well? Um, I don't in the kitchen, but I do in other rooms. Yeah. yeah I'm all about okay, the drawer actually. liners. Um, okay. So I'm going to move a little bit onto washing, like clothes washing. Okay. Um, soda crystals. So soda crystals are supposed to be really good. You run them through your washing machine and they're supposed to clear it out. And you know the catchy song from Calgon? Washing, mm, slicing it? Go on, washing it. Last longer with Calgon. Anyway, um, so soda crystals should be run through on a hot wash because you should be cleaning your washing machine regularly. So um, that works. My mum tried putting soda crystals in the wash and she came to me and she was like, Louise, I've bleached some of my favourite clothes. I've got bleach lumps on it. And I was like... But that's not great one why are you putting it in a wash uh, but two it still shouldn't happen she goes well it was the end of the bag and it was quite a big lump and I was like okay so you put a lump a solid lump of soda crystals in your wash and she was like yes I was like you've you've wrecked all the clothes in that wash so um yeah so don't put them in your wash use it on an empty cycle and don't put a big lump in yeah, but I'm yeah. thinking straight away. Yeah, great tip for cleaning the washing machine. But what about white bedding? Could you put it in with that? Because it, it doesn't matter if they get bleached a little bit, does it? No, but you know, bleach doesn't always work and turns it white. They turn it like yellowy. That's I, true. I wouldn't be... Avoid it. Use yeah, the washing liquid that is made for the job. <laughs> yeah, so use your oxy whatever you know the the sort of powder bleach they work beautifully soak them first pre-treat them because it makes such a big difference but so you oh you bought me nicely onto this one so you can pre-treat if you want to turn whites white um but also how to turn whites really white hang it on the line in the sun mm -hmm. the best tip and and people talk about all these weird and wonderful ways of using chemicals let's just use the sun just hang it up 
yeah whenever we I, I actually love it when my bedding it has been hung out it just smells different you actually get the I mean I use really nice laundry liquid but then you stick it in the dryer and it all, all the perfume disappears but when you put it outside it mixes with the fresh air and yeah I love it much better not always possible but yeah. so I'm going to put one to you I haven't done this this is a flora okay and, and to be fair, let's not just name one, right? Because this is not just the flora, fabulosa. I mean, there's a whole load of chemicals. Ever sprayed behind the radiator? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but you must have seen this tip, yeah? I seen... Seen, yeah, I've seen people putting essential oils on cotton wool and all sorts over the years, yeah. And um, you can spray it. So these are heavily perfumed cleaning chemicals. So it's, essentially, it's the same as essential oils, but it's absolutely not because you're using a load of extra chemicals, but they're heavily perfumed and scented. And people put, um, they will fragrance, what they call it, pieces of kitchen roll or toilet roll, and they'll tuck them inside cushion covers, <laughs> hanging over the curtains. I mean, where people are sticking these like um, bits of perfume all over the place. What do you think of that? Because scenting your house is a big thing it's great marketing um but you know and i think in cleaning products or um as, as some of them are kind of more disinfectants aren't they than than anything i think it's a it's made people get more excited about cleaning perhaps and cleaning products but i don't think the scent serves any purpose in the cleaning other than to put chemicals into the air and your lungs but it does make your house smell I'm going to say nice or whatever you want. Unicorns and things that the fragrances are. What's that? Unicorn (laughs) dust. Who doesn't love a bit of unicorn dust? It's my favourite scent. No, it's not really. (laughs) Um, So um, heavily perfumed products are a big no-no for us. And we talk about this a lot. So we run a lot of um, training courses on how to clean safely because actually it's really hard to clean safely. And um, I'm going to try not to rant on this one as well. So these heavily perfumed products are so bad for cleaners um and people will go oh i buy my products from b&m tesco sainsbury's wherever i know we've got a lot of people in america so target might be more relatable and these are products that are designed for you to use once a week in your bathroom but as cleaners we might be cleaning for four or five hours a day in a bathroom and you are breathing in these heavily perfumed products that were never designed to be used for that long um and for you to be exposed to for that long. So we push very heavily for a lot of our members to be using professional products that are designed to be used for extensive use. So it's much safer for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it will save them a fortune as well, won't it? And and often we, we people sort of say, oh yeah, but my customers love the smell of the method, the fabulosa, the, the zooflora. And I'm like, well, you need to educate your customers that, that the smell is not clean. The smell is just yeah. a chemical that you're adding. And and I want happy customers, but I also want to not have lung disease. Yep. So I'm going to pick my not having lung disease above a customer going, oh, I like the scent for all of 10 minutes until I get used to it. Yes. So, um, yeah, for me, it's about safety. And I've got a big team to look after. Why would I knowingly expose them to all these chemicals? And that's, that's my thoughts. I've got another bit of a a gripe about cleaning tips as um, one here, which is baby oil on stainless steel, whether it's fridges or um, stainless steel um, splashbacks on on, uh, hobs. What are your thoughts on it, Louise? I've got to say, so as a professional, it's a big no, no, you should never do that because you are just smearing like 
well, baby oil or olive oil or whatever, um, on there, and then it attracts the dust. It makes it worse. Oh, I've got to say though, it works, doesn't it? <laughs> it works. In terms, in terms of impact, absolutely, you're right. It works, but it can it totally attracts the dust. So you just end up with this shiny sort of dusty thing um, and there are actual products out there that do it I mean I know HG do a stainless steel shine which we used to have in our kits we've we've stopped using it completely now because we just like just wash it and then dry it with a microfiber cloth that's all you need to do and including stainless steel fridges where people are like oh, I can't get it to not be smeary just hot soapy water and a dry microfiber cloth problem solved but yeah it does, it does. the problem is so I've used a lot of these um, stainless steel various polishes over the years one they take forever to buff in with a little finger right and two once you've done it now if they get a mark it's so obvious it's so obvious so if you baby oil up your fridge you know it might seem like a good idea but what might be hidden at least in the first stages you are going to see straight away so I did once uh, this is a confession I did once baby oil a shower cubicle for for an end of tenancy I did it I did it for the um the The glass because they they had the um I think they're like they're called dolphin boards in the shower cubicle it's just like instead of tiles they have plastic don't they and they'd obviously use some kind of chemical on them that had made them really like maybe a magic sponge you know taking all the shine off so I just got to put it back on with olive with baby oil for them. And it looked perfect. But, you know, it was only it's, a temporary it's, fix. Isn't this to a certain extent? You know, have you ever bought a new car or have your car valeted? And it looks amazing. You're like, where have all the scratches gone? Like, you know, you get little scratches around the handles from rings or whatever. They get rid of them. Oh, this is amazing. And then four months later, or maybe not even that long, but I don't look at it that much. Um, they're all back in exactly the same place. And I'm like, they didn't get rid of it. They just made it disappear. And so I can see how the baby oil made it to this because the reality is it makes scratches disappear. It doesn't get rid of them. Um, so, But it does hide a lot, doesn't it? I'm, I'm thinking now on end of tenancies, I might be splashing this about. Because <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it does work. And, you know, this is this is what the valeters use on, on my... They don't use baby oil, but... Um, oh, this is some kind of silicon thing though isn't it that they use on the dashboard and everything don't they to make it all shiny and this is what polishes most polishes are silicon-based polish and people do you know again another round people always go to me but i'm not using a silicon-based polish i'm using a beeswax product and i'm like right well my husband's a beekeeper and i have a lot of beeswax and i can promise you not one of them will be pressurized into a can because beeswax is a solid block so what you've got in your can is a mixture maybe of some beeswax but it's of a whole load of different chemicals and whatever you think you're spraying on you are not spraying beeswax because it'd be physically impossible so polish is an interesting one isn't it i haven't used that for years and yet when i first cleaned when my little boy was little 30 odd years ago that's that's pretty much what you use for every surface apart from bathrooms and kitchens was pledge or mr sheen and yeah but i've not used it for years it's an interesting one because people still ask me now. But what's interesting is they use the word polish and they go, right, I want you to polish, let's say, a TV unit. And I'll go, well, I'll I'll dust it. I'll dry dust it. And if there's some coffee marks, I'll use a wet cloth and I'll remove them. She, they're like, yeah, yeah, that's all I want. And I'm like, well, when you say polish, do you go spraying polish all over it? No, we wouldn't do that. It's real wood. And I'm going, so you don't mean polish. And I think there is a slight word misconception here as well. Yeah. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. But um. 
but yeah polish I mean you could talk all day it's it's basically I talked to someone yesterday and they were saying they had a leather sofa and they polished it they sprayed this polish on for 10 years and in the end he had to strip it back because it had got sticky and coagulated on the leather sofa um have you seen this as well I've, I've seen people use baby wipes on leather furniture and then it goes all sticky because <laughs> baby wipes have not got the right thing in for keeping leather in good condition no I tried that I was wondering why it went sticky anyway <laughs> use a leather wipe I think the reality is we've probably all tried so many different things and and rather than it causing damage we're just usually di- just disappointed <laughs> we thought that there was an easy solution and the reality is there isn't an easy solution all these product manufacturers that have these wonderful adverts on television that you're just going to spray wipe and your whole house is gleaming most of most of the and I know there is a product called elbow grease but actually I think the most that we actually use to cleaning is the actual physical elbow grease isn't it the actual physical effort I mean having researched products after products you know tried them all my product kit is you know I'm not saying it's not good but it's not it's not groundbreaking it's nothing that you wouldn't buy or have in your cupboards anyway and people go wow how do you achieve such amazing results and I'm like one I know what I'm doing and my team know what they're doing I'm going to say me but actually as my team um they know what they're doing and they work hard to do it it there is no magic solution there's knowledge and there's effort and that's it really and leave the product on for as long as it needs to actually work well you know, time <laughs> well time there's no point in using a product um if you don't give it long enough it takes 10 minutes to work give it 10 minutes don't spray and wipe 10 seconds later it doesn't work so, yeah. it. are we out of tips and whinges now i think we're out of tips i've definitely had a bit of a rant there um <laughs> Thank you, Diane. I hope people, do you know, I do, I'm not sure. I'm worried that people listen to this podcast and go, oh, I'm going to try some of those. Um, <laughs> so, some of the bad ones. But um, yeah, have have a go at what you want to. Some will work and hopefully we've talked them through so that you know which ones might be a good idea to try in your business. Thank you, Louise.